Hey everybody, welcome to the first episode of Business Strategy. You have no idea how excited I am to launch this podcast because this is a topic that I'm super passionate about. I've spent my entire career turning around and growing organizations in the frameworks that I'm going to share in this podcast are the exact things that I've used to turn around and grow companies over and over again. I'm excited to kick things off. If you are a founder, a business owner, an entrepreneur, a CEO, or if you have responsibility for a business, this podcast is going to be perfect for you because every single week I'm going to launch new episodes that will help you to understand the strategies that you need to know in order to build an enduring company. So the key word there is enduring. I'm not going to teach you strategies that are going to create quick wins that are going to hurt the long-term viability of your organization. I've seen that happen too many times. Companies will pursue things in the short term in order to boost the bottom line or to drive revenue, but then it impacts them later on. I don't want this to happen to your company. You work really hard. I know what it takes to be an entrepreneur. I've been one multiple times. I still am one. I know how much energy and sacrifice is required to get a business off the ground. So it doesn't matter if you just started out. Maybe your business is brand new. Maybe you haven't even started this business. It's just up in your head. Or maybe you're more seasoned and you've had a business for a long period of time. It doesn't matter. This podcast is going to be super helpful for you, regardless of your stage. So I want to share a few things with you to get started. I want to be very clear on what business strategy is and what it's not. And I'm going to talk to you about what are the myths that exist out there in strategy? What, what are the use cases for strategy and what you need to know in order to be successful in this space? There are so many different opinions out there that makes strategy really confusing and it turns it into this black box and it doesn't have to be that way. So I'm going to be very clear in what it is. Most strategy frameworks out there are entirely marketing based. So I've, I've seen consultants go around to companies and they help them define their mission and vision and values and that stuff's good. Okay. So I'm not poo-pooing that. If you have mission, vision, and values defined for your company, that's great. But if that's where you stopped, that is not a strategy. Okay, a strategy is not a five-year business plan where you try to predict the future. You gather all this market research and you're making these big, bold moves on the future. Okay, obviously you have to be long-term oriented when it comes to creating a strategy. But, and a big but, think about right before the housing crisis back in 2008, 2009. If you're sitting there in 2006 or seven, you're creating a strategy for the next five years, you have no clue what's coming your way. Also fast forward with COVID. You know, you could be sitting there in 2018, 2019, creating a five-year business plan, and you have no clue that COVID is right around the corner. So strategy is about pursuing a process. It's a process. It's not about predicting the future. It's about following a process so you can explore strategic options that will allow you to maximize the value of your firm and to compete effectively in an in very intense competitive environment. So we'll get into that. So that's one of the mistakes I see out there oftentimes is that people believe that strategy is this marketing plan or this business plan that looks far out into the future or it's full of like gimmicky slogans and, you know, mission, vision, value stuff. It's so much more in depth than that. So if you have that as a foundation, great, but let's keep going because I'm going to walk you through how to make a true strategy. Okay. A strategy is not a strategic plan. A strategic plan is how you execute your strategy, but it's not the strategy itself. So don't be confused by that. 
Years ago, I was talking with an executive of this large construction firm, and this firm did several hundreds of millions of dollars a year in revenue, so it was pretty good size. What they would do every single year is that they would rent out this auditorium at the school. They'd gather all their people in for a two-day offsite. And during this offsite, they would talk about all the problems that the company was facing. They would do SWOT analysis, which is identifying your strengths and weaknesses and opportunities and threats. They'd do that, and they'd come up with all these different ideas from their brainstorming sessions. And then they would make a list of all these action items that they needed to go out and do for the year in order to be successful. Okay, when I talked to this executive, he showed me the list and he had over 80 items on the list. And every item was assigned to a different person with due dates and that's great, right? To have that specificity and to be able to define exactly what you're pursuing. However, that is not a strategy, that is a to-do list. So strategy is not about creating a to-do list. Also, strategy is not about a budget. I've seen so many companies, they have this broken budget process, which I'll get into later because I'm really passionate about this topic as well. But they'll start the financial budget sometime in the summer or in Q3. They'll start creating a budget for the following year, a 12-month calendar budget, which is so broken, it should be rolling. But they do this, and in the budget, they define their top line goals. So maybe they do $10 million of revenue and they'll put $12 million on the budget and they do all this financial engineering to come up with this beautiful net profit line item of 10% or whatever it is. And then they present it to executive leadership. And then if executive leadership stamps it, then they push it down and cram it down the throats of those who are running these business units or profit centers. The problem with that is that there's typically no strategy behind that budget. But they think the budget is the strategy that is guiding the organization. They say, look, this is how we're going to do $12 million. It's right here on this piece of paper. Well, putting a bunch of numbers on a piece of paper without defining exactly the initiatives you're going to pursue is not a strategy. Okay. So that's why strategy is so confusing because there's so many voices out there that talk about this strategy framework, or try this thing, or there's this newer approach. So I'm just going to get down to the brass tacks here. I'm going to explain the fundamentals of strategy, and then I'm going to lay out a process for you. I can't do this all in the first episode, but this is just a taste of where we're going with this podcast. I'm also going to invite guests on the podcast and have them share their perspectives and their expertise. So I'm going to bring this all together, and I'm going to share experiences that I've had working with companies all over the country, both big and small. So like I said, it doesn't matter if you're doing $10,000 a year or you're doing $100 million a year. This podcast will give you valuable information to help you with your business strategies. All right, so I have a unique approach. You're not gonna find this approach anywhere else. Okay, this podcast is super unique and here's why it's unique. I believe that value is created at the intersection of strategy and finance. That's where it's created, at the intersection of those two functions. If you just have strategy without the economic reality behind it, then you just have this marketing plan and these rah-rah type platitudes that you push onto your people, but nobody knows exactly how to execute. Okay, That's not helpful. If it's all about finance, then you're just pursuing these numbers and you're going to get into big trouble like Wells Fargo did. So Wells Fargo, back in the day, they had this plan to drive the top line to open all these accounts and to increase you know, profit. And they did that. And without a solid strategy backing up those financial plans, the company did all this sketchy behavior. 
and they opened up unauthorized accounts and they ended up settling for millions and millions of dollars in lawsuits. So I've seen companies pursue both things, either strategy or they pursue the numbers, but really the magic happens when those two things are combined. Okay, so this is how I got into this whole approach. Number one, I started a business when I was 16. Okay, and I grew that into a multi-million dollar business. I'll tell you more about that later. But then I went to work in public accounting. I got my undergraduate degree in accounting and finance. And then I did my master's in accounting. I got my MBA at Duke and I studied international strategy around the world. So that's super helpful. But when I was working in public accounting at Ernst & Young, here I was working with these massive companies. One of my clients was in financial services and they're a multi-billion dollar payment processing company. And while I was working there, this light bulb came on, this aha moment, because I realized that management would create these strategies. They would have this business strategy, right? But then the accounting department built these forecasts and they had all these KPIs and all these financial reports that they would share with the rest of the teams. But there's this massive disconnect between strategy and finance. Upper management, they had a strategy. It wasn't being shared and it wasn't trickling down to the front line. FinOps, they were crunching numbers, creating KPIs, rolling out reports that had nothing to do with the strategy. It wasn't measuring the strategy. It was completely disconnected from the strategy and the business really struggled. And that's when I realized that if you have a strategy, but it's not connected to financial matters, or if you are just pursuing financial things, but you don't have a strategy, value is not going to be created. I'm going to get into that more, but that's just kind of a primer. That's why I say you're not going to find this unique perspective out there among other people. People are either going to practice strategy. They're going to practice finance. In fact, when I went back to school, it's funny because a lot of my family members, they thought, what the heck, Steve, you're this creative entrepreneur and you're studying accounting. What the heck are you doing? We don't see you as this green shade nerd in the back office, crunching numbers. And I said, look, I've been an entrepreneur. I started a business at 16. I had no clue how to read financial statements. I was financially illiterate. So in order to be successful as an entrepreneur, I need to understand the language of money. That's why I went back and got my degree in accounting and finance. That's why I went into big four public accounting. That's why I got a CPA. Not to stay there. Nothing wrong if you want to stay there. But for me, it wasn't to stay there. Instead, the whole plan was to learn how the financial statements worked so then I could be more successful as an entrepreneur. Okay, so hopefully that helps. So let's dive in. What is strategy exactly? So to start, business strategy provides a framework for achieving long-term objectives. A well-crafted strategy enables companies to focus on the activities that deliver the greatest value to customers. Okay, that's a key word to customers and drive profitability. Here's something I want you to know. Strategy is not about earning higher profits. Higher profits come as a result of strategy. More on that later, but I, I don't want you to get that confused. A strategy is not about just driving higher profits by itself. Higher profits come as the result of a good strategy. So back to my definition. So strategy includes defining the market, which is your go-to-market strategy. It identifies a unique value proposition it includes selecting the right target audience, and perhaps most importantly, developing a dynamic plan for how the company will compete and achieve these goals. 
Financial management, on the other hand, provides the necessary resources to ensure implementation of the business strategy. That's why these two things are so important. Entrepreneurs, founders, and business owners, they need capital to finance their operations and investments that drive revenue growth, that drive cash flow. So efficient cash flow management and forecasting are crucial. Keeping an eye on expenses and reinvesting capital in the most profitable parts of your business leads to long-term success. So furthermore, finance plays a crucial role in assessing the performance of a business. It's like a report card. The financial statements are like a report card that measures how well the strategy is being implemented. Business owners must continuously track and measure the effectiveness of their business strategy using this report card, these financial statements, while ensuring that their current financial performance and expectations for the future are being mapped out. Okay, so th this is really critical. That This is this whole build, measure, learn process. You create a strategy, you go out there and execute, you use financial statements to measure the effectiveness of your strategy, you make adjustments along the way, but ultimately you're driving firm value. So that's what I'm excited to get into. So if you feel lost right now, if you're like, oh my gosh, Steve, what are you talking about? Don't tune out, okay? This is the first episode. I'm gonna go deeper into these concepts. Every single time I launch an episode, you're gonna learn more and more and more. This took me years to master. Like I said, my first business, I was 16 years old. I ran that for 13 years. You think I followed these principles at that time? No, I followed some of them just naturally, but I didn't know what business strategy was. And it wasn't a very good approach to follow when running a business. So I'm going to help you change that. I'm going to help you to become better than I was back in the day. So I'm going to help you to be successful and to realize the success that you deserve. Okay. In order to do that, let me start by debunking some of the myths of strategy. Like I said, there are an abundance of strategy frameworks in the business world today, which may leave you wondering, why do you need another one? You may be like, Steve, where do you have this framework, that framework? We already work with a strategy consultant. Why do we need to learn another framework? Well, let me tell you why. For over a decade, I've been helping organizations of all sizes to achieve meaningful results. During this period, I have studied, I've applied, and I've tested the most popular strategy frameworks out there. And I could tell you this, in isolation, many of the strategic approaches are valid, but holistically, they're incomplete. So think about the parable of the elephant. That's how I can best illustrate this point. If you're not familiar with this parable, it's a story about a group of blind men who have never come across an elephant before. Each blind man feels a different part of the elephant's body. The first one feels his trunk and proclaims, this must be a snake. Another one feels his ear and says, it must be some type of fan or something. While another one touches his leg and it's confident that the elephant is a tree trunk. So similar to this parable, we as humans, we fall into the trap of claiming absolute truth based on our limited experiences and knowledge. So although this phenomenon is normal, it should not be ignored, especially when it comes to strategy. So from my deep research, practical application, and thousands of shared experiences, I've compiled a list of common myths that relate to strategy, and I want to spend a little bit of time dispelling each of these so we can begin the strategic journey on common ground. So let's dive into these. Number one, myth number one, strategy is about prediction. Okay, strategy is not about predicting the future. I already explained that, right? But let me just reiterate that. If you're working with a strategist, or if you believe that you need to go gather all this market research, 
to try to predict where the industry is heading, the industry that you're competing in, where it's heading. Okay, that may be good to gather a little bit of context. However, you never know what's right around the corner. There could be a war. There could be a financial crisis. There could be another pandemic. Your business may be obsolete in just a number of years. Think about Blockbuster. Netflix killed Blockbuster in a short period of time. So it's not about predicting the future. It's about creating a process where you can build, measure, and learn. Number two, strategy is about the long-term. Okay, so sure, you want to think long-term. You want to be long-term oriented. However, you have to have this process where you build, measure, learn, where you're meeting on a regular basis, where you have this cadence, where you're defining initiatives, you're measuring the effectiveness of your execution, and you're making adjustments. If you think strategy is about creating a five-year plan and then filing it away in your desk drawer or creating the strategy and taping it onto the bathroom wall for your employees to see, that's not strategy. But strategy is not short-term either. You don't want to be the leader out there who has all these new ideas and you're constantly making your company pivot because your strategy is ever-changing. So myth number three is agility means constantly changing the strategy. So most people think in order to be agile, I have to change my strategy all the time. Well, when you explore your strategic options, which I'll get into, I'll walk you through the exact framework that I use in my consulting practice and that I help people with through the the accelerator program. I'll, I'll walk you through that. But for now, just know this, like when you hear agility out there and that was a a huge buzzword, I don't know if it's still a, a huge buzzword today, but people think that in order to be agile or adaptive, you have to constantly change your strategy. Now you don't want to be ignorant to what's going on out there in the economy. Right now we're dealing with a major financial crisis with the banks. So you don't want to just sit back and say, la di da. Okay. Nothing's going on. However, You have to understand that there are certain economic principles that are sound that may not be changing. So if you're living in a state of fear and you're constantly changing your strategy, you're going to confuse your employees and you're going to confuse your customers. So there's a balancing act there, which leads into myth number four. You don't need a strategy. You just need to be adaptable. Some people may argue you don't need a strategy. Just adapt to the times, adapt to the latest trends. Well, if you do that, you're going to be tossed among the metaphorical waves of business out there in the ocean. Like a wave's going to toss you to and fro and you're going to be all over the place. So you do need to have a strategy because you need to understand where you're going to compete and how you're going to compete and how you drive value. And those value drivers really shouldn't change fundamentally. Okay. Number five, strategy and a strategic plan are synonymous. I talked about that previously. Remember, a strategy is where you're going to compete, how you're going to compete, how you're going to win. It defines those things. A strategic plan is how you're going to go out there and execute, what initiatives you're going to follow in order to execute your strategy. So people think that they need to create a strategic plan, and sometimes it's just semantics. Okay, so I don't want to get caught up on semantics. But you can't just create a plan if you don't even know what the heck the strategy is. It's like going out there to fight a battle and instead of having a strategy of how you're going to win, you just send soldiers out there. You create a plan for, we're going to send this many soldiers out here on this line. We're going to have this type of equipment and this is what we're going to do without stepping back, assessing the battlefield, understanding where your competitive advantages are, where you can position yourself to win, and then creating a plan to deploy the resources to go out there and fight the battle. That's the difference there. And number six, creating a strategy is an event. So here's the deal. At Cultivar, I've done multiple offsites. 
I facilitate strategy offsites. I do that. But this is what I want you to understand. When I say creating a strategy is not an event, there's nothing wrong with doing an offsite. But the strategy process involves much more than just gathering all your employees offsite at some hotel or at some resort and brainstorming what the company's going to do for the year and then going back to the office and resuming business as normal. So it's got to be part of this process where you're creating a strategy, you're executing the strategy, you're making adjustments, and the strategy is this living blueprint. It's never said and done. And that drives some people crazy. They, they want it to be done. They just want a strategy be done and then say, check, we did it, the 2023 strategy or whatever year it is. And then they think they can move on in life. But strategy is this living blueprint. You're constantly making adjustments. So those are the myths. Let me go through those one more time really quickly. Myth number one, strategy is about prediction. That's not true. Strategy is about the long-term. Yes, it's long-term oriented, but you have to build, measure, learn, and make adjustments along the way. Number three, myth number three, agility means constantly changing your strategy. You don't need to change your strategy and you can still be agile, okay? That comes back to having a process of meeting regularly to review the strategy and making adjustments. Myth number four, you don't need a strategy. You need adaptability. That's not true. You do need a strategy. Number five, strategy and strategic plan are synonymous. That's not true. The strategic plan is how you execute your strategy. And number six, creating a strategy is an event. Okay, it's not a one-time event. It's something that you create and then you're gonna build, measure, learn off that on a regular basis. All right, so now let's talk about some use cases for strategy and then I'm gonna wrap up this episode. So now that I've dispelled the myths of strategy, you may be wondering what exactly is strategy and what are some use cases for it? When would a business actually use strategy? A business strategy is a set of guiding principles that shape how people throughout the organization make decisions and allocate resources in order to achieve meaningful results. There are several use cases for strategy. For example, number one is entering or exiting a market. When I was a CFO of a company, we expanded operations internationally into Australia and we needed a strategy to define our market focus and position. That was really critical. So if you're entering or exiting a new market, you should have a strategy of how you're actually gonna do that and what your go-to-market strategy is. Use case number two is acquiring a new business. I've been a part of several acquisitions and the success of acquiring a new business depends on the specificity and the actionability of a strategy. The acquiring company needs a plan that facilitates swift integration, it leverages potential synergies, and it streamlines execution. In other words, if you just go buy a business but you have no plan of how you're going to win with this business, where you're going to compete, how you're going to compete, how you're going to drive value, then you're going to be far behind and you're going to set yourself up for failure. So having a strategy when you're acquiring a business is really critical. When you're restructuring an organization, it's important to have a strategy. Restructuring without a strategy could be catastrophic. Instead, successful organizational redesigns could be achieved when there's alignment on strategic initiatives, clarity on the blueprint for the new structure, specificity on the detailed changes that need to occur, and consistency with the communication plan for implementing the new structure. Number four, use case number four, and and this isn't inclusive. There could be a thousand use cases, but I'm just going to list out the top eight. The next one is strengthening your financial health. So companies that are struggling with declining revenue, profitability or liquidity issues can see accelerated results in transformation through a restorative strategy. So with the right strategy, business leaders can identify the right financial levers to pull 
and they can unlock hidden value through price premiums, cost and capital efficiencies, and strategic growth. Use case number five, driving better performance. This begins with evaluating competitive advantages and then drilling down to the corresponding business activities that act as the engine for delivering products, services, and experiences to customers and building capabilities along the way. So these capabilities are the strengths and the skill sets that help an organization compete and win. That's another use case for strategy. Another use case is redesigning the customer experience and key processes. Redesigning the customer experience requires a strategy that begins with defining the values of the buyer and clustering these values into what I call customer types to better understand and empathize with the behaviors that drive buying decisions. A customer experience strategy evaluates activities and processes to ensure that they're focused on delivering relevant and unique value to the end user. Having a strategy when you want to deliver an exceptional customer experience is really critical. Okay, the next one is making major changes with talent. When an organization is making major talent decisions, it needs a strong strategy that can help align teams, match individuals with the right role, identify job-related success factors, and instill empowerment. Talent management must be aligned with capability building and activity investment. Okay, so that's another important one. The last one that I'll, I'll point out here is divesting of a business. Divesting of a business can be challenging as it's nuanced and it's very complicated. The right strategy and execution plan can protect the assets of the firm while ensuring long-term value creation instead of value destruction. So if you're getting out of a business, if you're a business owner, you're like, I want to exit this thing in five years, you should have a strategy for how to do that. Otherwise, you're going to get hit hard with a key man discount or your valuation may not be where you want it to be because you haven't been able to successfully put in place a strategy which will allow you to exit and exit successfully. So as you can see, there are many scenarios in business that call for good strategy design and execution. The right strategy is built on a blueprint of components that define the actions of the business, what they should do and what they should not do, and the activities that should be prioritized and not prioritized to achieve key results. So more on that later, but that's what I wanted to cover in the first episode. What is business strategy exactly? I wanted to give a little primer, provide some context to get you thinking at least and get you excited about this topic. Like I said, if you're a business owner, a founder, an entrepreneur, a CEO, if you have a responsibility related to running a business, you have to understand the principles of a sound strategy. Otherwise you're going to be working so hard and putting so much energy into a business and sacrificing so much for what? So I've done that. That's why I'm sharing this with you is because I've done that. I've pursued businesses. I've tried to turn them around. I've tried to grow them. And the ones that succeed are the ones with a solid strategy and a solid strategy process to be more specific. When I've failed in business and I've failed in business, when I've done that, it's because I didn't have a strategy in place. So that's what I want to help you with. I want to empower you so you can make great decisions and you can be very successful in business. So that's the end of episode one. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for sticking with me. I'm excited for you to be a part of this great community and for us to take this journey together. We're going to learn so much together and I'm just so pumped about this. So in the meantime, I hope I provided you with some valuable insights that you could take and start to apply within your organization and, and maybe... The biggest takeaway from this episode is getting your team excited about strategy. So if you're running a business, maybe turn your executive team 
or your management team onto this podcast so you can follow along together and be in lockstep. Because as you'll see later on in future episodes, when I talk about alignment, this is a critical problem. Even if you have the best strategy in the world at the top, if it doesn't filter down to the front line, it's going to be very hard to execute and be successful and achieve the results that you are looking for. So share this podcast with your teams and let's get going and let's build enduring businesses that will drive a ton of value. All right. Until next time. Cheers. Hey, real quick. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have business questions and you want to be featured on this podcast, send me an email at contact at cultivar.com and either type out your question or send a video or voice recording stating your name, your location, and what's on your mind. If you want to increase your financial intelligence, be sure to check out my other podcast called Boosting Your Financial IQ. All right, you have new knowledge. Go out there and execute. And until next time, cheers. Hey, real quick. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you have business questions and you want to be featured on this podcast, send me an email at contact at cultivar.com and either type out your question or send a video or voice recording stating your name, your location, and what's on your mind. If you want to increase your financial intelligence, be sure to check out my other podcast called Boosting Your Financial IQ. All right, you have new knowledge. Go out there and execute. And until next time, cheers. Cheers.